Welcome to the preview podcast of the Bad Cody Funky issue number 39, Pokemon 20th Anniversary Podcast. On today's preview podcast, we're going to be talking about uh, some of our favorite childhood things. Shows, video games, everything that we love from our childhood as we love Pokemon here at Bad Cody Funky. Hell yeah. So guys, growing up, what were some of the... Uh, some of the video games and some of the TV shows we were watching that you that you have huge fond memories of, like things when you look back, you're like, man, that was awesome. Oh, gargoyles all the way. Nice. Yeah. Superstition and the sword rule. I forget the intro, man. It was an age of gargoyles. It was age of darkness. It was a world of fear. It was the age of gargoyles. Featuring a voice cast stolen wholesale from Star Trek The Next Generation. You say that like it's a bad thing. Oh, I know, but it's so good. I think it's a pretty good thing. Yeah. Oh, man. Growing up as a kid, I loved... Uh, oh, man. Like, there were so many good shows like like Tailspin. Tailspin was... The, oh, God. I fucking... Love tailspin. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Spin it, my friend. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Oh, hell yeah. Dude, that game was sick oh, on Nintendo. God. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I think that was the first co-op game I ever played. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh we discovered something. Yeah. I remember, like, fond memories of that game. Me and my brother just, like, going ham. I always wanted to be Dale, but I had to be Chip because my brother wanted to be Dale. Oh no! Yeah, so I had to be the stupid lame one with the fedora. <laughs> the lame one. He's got the sweet jacket. Yeah, but he has to have a sweet Hawaiian shirt on. This is true. That was the you best. You can't be business casual on all your rescue ranging. I remember um, <laughs> at the time my sister's boyfriend. She he used to be a big like gamer. Like he was like a really big kid. Yeah. And he had Ren Stimpy for the Sega Genesis, and basically like um, he could never. Of course, he could never get my sister to play video games. So I'd play with him. And I just remember, like, f- just fond memories of cra- laughing my ass off, like, playing Ren and Stimpy. And to play Ren and Stimpy, like, um, when if you were playing as Ren, Stimpy's attack was, like, a fart or some shit like that. So you had to go up and hug him, and he would fart, and he'd hurt the enemy. Oh, yeah. So just, like, fond memories. I'm screaming at me, squeeze me, squeeze me, squeeze me. It's like, enemies are coming. Here I am, like, Ren, squeezing Stimpy, and he's just farting at the enemies. <laughs> you remember the uh, Boogerman game? Yeah, Boogerman. Booger Man? Booger Man. Didn't, they, was, didn't they make two of those? What? It, What's that? It was so. It was a game that was on. Um, I remember playing it on Sega. My cousin had it, and it's essentially a. I think he's a plumber. So I don't remember. He is a. He's a hobo. Oh, he's a hobo. He thinks he's a superhero. Yeah, so he thinks he's a superhero, and he flicks his snot at people. And he flies by farting. And flies by farting, and like you could get like power ups, like milk, and milk would give you more powerful loogies. To like spit at the bad guys, it was fucking so, weird. That's awesome. It's a, it's yeah. a it's a pretty gross game. You may remember Boogerman more fondly from Clay Fighter. Yeah, on yeah. N sixty four, yeah. he was in that game with Earthworm Jim. Dude, uh, Earthworm Jim, oh my god! It's a Freakazoid too. Oh my god! Oh, uh, Freakazoid, um. Freakazoid, chimp. When whenever we see <laughs> someone Red cosplay as Freakazoid. It just brings a like, huge smile to my face. I'm just like, oh my god, freaking so like 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 last last New York Comic Con, uh, I I saw one like running around with his arms out and everything. I was like, oh, it's freaking oh my god! And this dude was like, dude, thank you. Like some people don't know who I am. <laughs> I was like, what? You're freaking <laughs> Yeah. You gotta go out to him and go, hey, freaking do you want to go to the New York Comic Con after party? Do I? <laughs> <laughs> 
Get him with all the classic bits. Hell yeah. Um, geez, what else? So many, so many good th- stuff back in the day. Um, Donkey Kong Country, classic. Dude, I remember, I remember seeing that game and playing for the first. I was like, I was like, how how is this thing three D? It was weird. I was like, I I didn't understand how they put it inside of this little console thing. I'm like, how do they? Yeah. What? This is amazing. But they're Mode in seven. It's the truly console. a mystery. Yeah, <laughs> it's inside the. <laughs> what do you mean inside? I remember when I first when I first uh, was blown away, uh, but by, by by gaming when I saw Super Mario sixty four. Oh yeah. I, 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 yeah, my family, we went to Best Buy for something. My dad had to get something. And then we all went inside. And then uh, I was walking through, like, some of the sections. And then I looked up and I saw a whole, like, like a bunch of kids, like, running towards, like, the back of Best Buy. And then I look up and I see this huge, like, 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 t- like TVs that are, like, hovering over, like, all the aisles and everything. And it had, like, a video game. Like, I recognized it as a video game. But I didn't, th- I-, I thought it was, like, a video or something. I was like, oh, that can't be a game because it's, like... 3D. I don't know how to describe it. Anyway, but it said Super Mario 64, and I was like, "Oh, as in the Nintendo 64? That 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 new thing?" Okay, so like I slowly walked up to it, and there's all these kids like playing this game, and I remember looking at the controller, and I was just like, "What is this? This is so weird." Because like me, then I had a Sega Genesis at the time, and uh, <laughs> to date myself, yeah. and uh, I, yeah, I had a Sega Genesis, and I was looking at, it, I was just like, "How do you even move this thing?" And like I remember, like this kid, like you know, his parent like called him away, so it was like a free controller. So I like slowly walked up to it, like Indiana Jones walking up to the uh, yeah, the utility <laughs> idol. <laughs> yeah, there's like a light shining on it and everything, and and I grabbed it with my little kid hand, and I held it like you know, like a regular like in Genesis controller. I didn't have my hand in the middle where the joystick was, and I looked up, and I was like, "What is this?" Like. It was so groundbreaking because, like, you know, like, Sega Genesis is all, like, 2D graphics and stuff. Except for, like, sure. Vector Man. Yeah, yeah. That was later. Oh, Vector Man. But, uh, yeah. Was that on Saturn? Uh, it, it was also nope, on Saturn. It was on, yeah, but, it was on Sega uh, Genesis. It was, it was Saturn, Sega but Genesis. most Sega Genesis. Yeah. Yeah, it started on Sega Genesis. And that blew my mind. But I was just like, I couldn't understand how a video game was 3D like that. It blew my mind asunder when I was a kid. I was like, how did they do this? This is amazing. <laughs> just to be able to, like, walk, like, forward and through and around and, like, make him spin in a circle was, like, the most... Like amazing thing to me as a kid. I love that we can look back and still admit the Nintendo 64 controller is UGLY and certainly has no alibi. It's ugly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, to this other kid, he's like, no, you're holding it wrong. You gotta, like, you know, put your hand in the middle for the joint. I was like, what? This is so weird. That's stupid. It's not intuitive at all. I, but, uh, I like to visualize this scene that Sir just described as he walks up as a little kid. And he holds the pedestal. He holds the controller, and he looks up at the screen. And all of a sudden, he is transformed into full-grown adult Surge. And he, but he's still wearing his little kid clothes. Like, what? <laughs> what is this? A Kevin Hobbs comic? <laughs> yeah. What's that on the screen? What's Gex? And how come he says the same lines over and over? <laughs> Not Gex, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, that was my first blockbuster rental. Gex. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Nice. Uh, for Warning. me, incoming game. Incoming. Warning, oh, incoming game. This guy. Um, speaking of things that don't hold up well. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh man. Oh gosh. What? A, what a fantastically a terrible. Yeah, animation. so is Beast Wars, but it still looks ugly as sin. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. By today's standards, you can't compare it to today's standards. Oh my god, look how ugly this is because all that shit was new back then. They don't even That's have. Sh- so dumb. You watch those shows; those characters don't have shadows. It's weird as hell. <laughs> it was groundbreaking <laughs> well, back then. Like, Nobody else was doing that. Like the water too looked like like thin jello. Like when they got yeah. out of it, it's so fucking weird. 
<sighs> and like the way the way the characters move. I mean, like they, they made it work back then. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They they worked with what they had, and they had like great great uh, storytelling do going on in that. Yes, the voice of Tony J as Megabyte. Well, like I remember in Beast Wars, where in, uh, it was like this whole thing of them meeting Tigertron, and it was like I think it was like a two or three part series, and it was, I was so captivated as a kid. And tigers are my favorite animals, so like when uh, and in the part one where you saw him at the end, I was like, oh, "Is that a tiger bot? Oh my god!" Because Beast Wars <laughs> was already like combining everything. Like a kid, you do like Transformers, you got animals. I mean, well, well, then they battle and they transform. What else you need as a little boy, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, and like a tiger, my favorite animal. I'm like, oh, ah! my mom was like, "What's happening?" I'm like, "Mom, there's a tiger one. What? It's amazing!" <laughs> and then part two came along, and like and like they, they met him. He's like, "Oh, I'm Tiger Sean," and I was like. Oh, <laughs> hey, if you keep watching that show, you get Manta Ray Batman with fucking depth yeah. charge. Remember uh, that guy? Oh man, he was uh, great. What a great, what a great angry character. I would say he's more Wolverine though. I got that more Wolverine vibe off of him. Yeah, I don't. I felt like he was too much about bringing Rampage to justice than. Yeah, but I mean, Rampage. he was also Although like he did totally obliterated. He, he played by his own rules, kind yeah, of. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, oh, totally. Know? Um. Whoever thought manta rays could be so badass? And <laughs> super cute. I know. I love the uh, the episode where they started like so. It's like during I think it's during Transmetal Two time where they end up. Um, they get well. That... Is Megatron a T Rex or a dragon? Because that's how you know. Yeah. So I, at this point, he was still a T Rex, but the train he wasn't Transmetal Two yet because he was one of the last ones to do it. Yeah. Because he like forced it upon himself. But um, it was the one where. Maybe it was trans. It was definitely. I don't fucking remember, man. Was he flying around with those weird helicopters? No, like I know all the differences, things? but I, I want to say it was Transmetal <laughs> One, but I don't know for a fact. But anyways, there was this weird like um, Cybertron character that wasn't Maximal nor uh, Predacon. It just had this. Was w- it the Was it the screaming baby? Yeah, remember that? Oh one? no! It was so what? weird. It was so oh, that thing was awful. What the hell was it called? The Transmutate. Transmutate. That's exactly what it was. Oh god, that thing was horrifying. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah, look that shit up, man. Oh, it's dude. fucking it's the scariest. But it was ended up like wasn't it Rampage who was like befriended it too? Uh it was Rampage I and, think a, so. and a Maximal. And then the thing too. like committed suicide. It was that, oh god. Yeah, they're all gonna kill themselves and the thing screamed so loud that it like blew itself up, but it stopped them from doing it. Oh god. Talk about it, Jesus. Terrible. Yeah, if you if you want if you want like a terrifying Bro, I that thing. Oh god. That thing should not have been in a, kid, a children's show at yeah, all. Yeah, what the hell were they thinking? <laughs> I don't know. Like it's straight out of like if you Oh, let's to... change the subject. Let's talk about how cool Dinobot is. Dinobot's awesome. Oh, he's the coolest. <laughs> <laughs> I loved when Dinobot came back as a transmittal too. And like he broke out of that like vice grip that uh Rampage had him in. Because the whole thing was Dinobot died for a while, and then they resurrected him as a transmetal too. But he was and enslaved to Megatron. Uh, but he ends up breaking out of that and going against his, you know, his reprogramming, which just shows like the resilience I have of the character. My honor. Yeah. Oh, so oh, the best. What a classic! Or the um, the famous line that Megatron does at the end of the show, where he's just like, "I am the Alpha. I am the Omega," and he has like every power next to him, and they're just like, "Well, the Maximals are." Full. Yeah, but they weren't. They they took him down. Don't worry, guys. They they slapped him on the front of the ship and they flew their asses back to Cybertron. Yeah, and they dropped Megatron in the process. Yep. You'd think it'd be a great ending, but then we got Beast Machines. So. Ugh, I don't want to talk about Ugh. that. Shit. 
Enough said, the, true believer. The show that fucks it up so bad they make Silver Bolt a bad guy. What? Terrible. Terrible. Oh, I don't even want to get Like, into I that. tried, um, every, every now and then I wake up early on a Saturday and, um, I'll try watching, like, whatever Saturday morning cartoons that they have on and they're not on anymore, man. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It makes me so sad. It's like, oh, these poor kids, they don't have, they don't have Saturday morning cartoons. They don't have, like, what we, we had, you know? It's just like, oh, you poor, Poor bastards. What do you do on a Saturday morning, you poor, lazy bastards? So that's like a, a memory from childhood and in, into high school that I had where, you know, you wake up early on Saturday morning and my family, we always had Chinese food on Friday nights. So on Saturday morning, I'd wake up, I'd get the leftover Chinese food, just put as much as I could in a bowl and just watch cartoons until there's no more uh, Chinese food. It was the best, like, best thing in the world. You'd go through Beast Wars, you'd go through Batman, you'd go through Spider-Man, you'd go through uh, Superman showed up at some point in there, too, and then Pokemon Digimon kind of thing sprang out of nowhere. And it was just like, man, so many years Batman of just... Beyond. Batman Beyond, Zeta Project. I'm, 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 I'm more freaked out at this awesome alternative to sugar cereal, leftover Chinese. Oh, it's so <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, I know I'm an adult now, but... And I could do whatever I want. And, but, but you don't shit. you don't heat it up in the microwave. It's cold. That's the key. That's what You're separates the, game, my friend. That's what separates it from, I can, from dinner. I can see I can see that how it would t- that would taste good, especially on a Saturday morning. Yep. Like lo mein, a little bit yeah. of rice, uh, chicken fingers. Uh, orange chicken or general sauce chicken. Yeah. yeah. Well we didn't we didn't play with those back in those days. We were very uh, strict chicken finger, lo mein, rice. Uh, parents had crab rangoon. Uh, teriyaki on a stick, that kind of stuff. It wasn't until later in life that I discovered the joys of spicy Chinese food. But yeah, it was so good. Um, Ninja Turtles for me. Something oh, that brings yeah. me back. Yeah. And the uh, first NES Ninja Turtles game. Like I know the popular one is Turtles in Time or uh, the arcade version, which was uh, Ninja also Turtles, Turtles in Time. Well, no, there was a Turtles 2 as well like that they made for NES that was also on arcades. It starts with the uh, building being on fire. Uh, but the first one is the one that, like, so my parents were never really keen on the whole getting the latest greatest as it came out, which probably is why I'm overcompensating for it now in life. But I remember having that that first Nintendo uh, Ninja Turtles where on the, the cartridge, they all looked the same and they all had, like, the same reddish-orangey bandana. They just had different weapons oh, to distinguish yeah. them. It was mostly a side scroller, but oh. when you went to the open world part, it was a top down view. I remember that. Yeah. I still have not beat that game to date. And I tried to even Not many cheat. have, man. That fucking underwater level with the goddamn electric seaweed. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like the seaweed. You so I even one day I was like, fuck it. I have Game Genie. I'm just going to cheat. I'm going to beat it. You cannot, because if you do infinite life. Uh, you get stuck in the seaweed and you're fucked. There's no getting out of that. Oh man. Yeah. So still gonna be that game. Probably never will. Probably for the best. Game genie. Yeah. Remember that. You, you can buck- only use three codes that and that's one, it. Friend. If you're gonna cheat, you're gonna be fucking ruled by those three codes. And sometimes those codes took up two slots. So you had to even be strategic about the cheating that you were doing. <laughs> Game genie, Jesus. There's a game that my brother and I used to play many a lot of times when um, we first moved to Connecticut. 
And not many people have played or heard of it, but it was called um, Kid Chameleon, and it was for Sega Genesis. I remember that, yeah. And, um, God, I remember that game so much, because we used to stay up all night playing that. All night, all Friday night playing that, listening to Queen. I'll never forget those nice. nights. And, like, um, so, yeah, we start, we'd play it, and, like, oh, my God. It's, I think the game had, like, over a 1,000 levels. Yeah. And you had to be strategic on how you beat it, because if you beat the game on this, if they say there's, like, there's, like, different warp zones... So take like Mar- like take up uh, like Mario Brothers. If you hit a flag on the left side of the screen, it's to send you to a next zone, but a completely different part of the zone. You know what I mean? So right. it's like depending on which exit you use to beat the level, it would depend on what level it was going to send you next. Sure. So you might show up, you might go to the same level five or six times, but you're in different parts of that same level, mm-hmm. and it was just intense. And we never beat the fucking game, never. And I just remember. Being up all night playing it, I just remember. The, I still remember the sounds that the guy would make. Like, Ouch! Die! Ooh, you know, like yeah. <laughs> uh, ooh, die! Talk about c- confusing nostalgic video games. Did you guys ever play um, Bart's Nightmare? Bart's Nightmare? Yeah. Yeah, the Simpsons game where you walk through all those doors. Yeah. And... Oh jeez. It's like it's like one of the hardest games ever made. <laughs> I took a swing at it at a buddy's house a couple of months ago. It's absolutely off the fucking chain. That one was crazy. Uh, the Simpsons NES game, I remember that one too. Could never fucking. Oh, uh, so one. dope. That like what, you mean like the arcade one where, where you can be. Like, no, like, no, like, there, there was one they made for Nintendo. The like, arcade one was sick because that's just like reminds me of Chuck E. Cheese, like hands down. That and then the X Men same one. Just, oh yeah! I was just, yeah. To, I was just about to bring it up the X Men game. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Straight up reminds me of bad pizza and creepy <laughs> men in mice suits. Uh, that, you have to pay extra for that usually. Yeah, usually. Uh, um, unless I know Dave. Hey, Dave, how you doing? Uh, but nah, for you, buddy, it's him. always free. <laughs> it's always free. What I'm talking about is the original Simpsons. Uh, the fuck was it? It's like a space invasion of the space aliens or something like that. Uh, oh, with Kang and Kodos in it? Yeah. So it's just like what happened is every, people in Springfield start getting replaced by alien clone replicas. And you have to use these X-ray goggles to figure out who's an alien and who's not. It's a side-scroller. Hard as fuck. Like, you have to be on your game, um, like, the second this thing starts. It's ridiculous. I never beat it. I don't even think I got close to beating it. I remember it was, like, Springfield, and then you go inside. You can go into the Bolarama, and then you go into, like, a museum of some kind. Fucking crazy, but, like... It was one of those games like where back in the day, like my mom used to play games and it was one of those things where I'd be like, mom, I can't beat this. Can you beat this level? And then it got to a point where not even like the superior mind of an adult with their logical thinking and everything like that could get past it. It just was crazy. It was called The Simpsons Bart versus the Space Mutants is the actual name of it. Jankies. Fucking crazy. There's a small part of me that does miss that also. Like, if I couldn't beat a level, giving the control to my brother. Yeah. Like, uh, can you do it? I don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Those are nice little memories as well. Um, I think that's about it for me. Like, Vector Man, like we brought up earlier, was was a great one, too. Because that was, like, a gorgeous just looking game. Vector Man was awesome, man. Yeah. Like, it blew my mind asunder. I was just like... How can they make this on this platform? <laughs> it was so cool. It was 3D, and I remember just running through, and it was so fluid. And oh my god, 
because like, that was the time where everything was just like 2D and flat and like platforming and shit. Yeah. And then you have this thing that's like a, a 2D platformer, but like the character himself seems to be 3D. And like I remember, like at the end of the first level or whatever, you have uh, like you fight this like big huge plane that comes in. It was so it was, oh, it was so intense. Yeah, absolutely intense. Yeah, it got like the a lot of the cool stuff. And I don't I don't know what came first, this or Metal Slug, but it had a very similar similar feel when you're fighting those bosses. And yeah, you just have dude. to like be agile and maneuver and shoot at the same time. Or feed a bajillion quarters into it. Yeah, or that heavy machine gun. <laughs> Um, Vector Man 2 was awesome too because that, that's where they introduced like the morphing ability where you could just like t- collect these animal tokens and gain their abilities so like you would have and they were all like bugs too so you would have like the rhino beetle and you could just charge through things which is which was fucking awesome it just like took what I loved and took it up to that next level which actually made me question Literally. how yeah <laughs> which made me question too how what, what the actual scale of Vector Man was because you're playing the first game, you're like, oh, he's just like a dude. And then you play the second one, and he goes, these are either giant insects or he's tiny. I cannot tell. Like a Smurf, he's three apples tall. Yeah, yeah. And uh, really quick. No, he, he had to be a dude because, like, the, the villain you fight in the back, like, he has, and it had to be pretty big because, like, um, the villain you fight at the end of that tornado. Man, he was like, he had a giant nuke for a head. Oh, yeah. That's what he used as a head. He had like a nuclear, like a nuclear bomb. So like he had to be at least somewhat big, human size, or at least a little bit bigger. Or maybe that makes sense then. And then number two, why the bit, why the bugs were so big is because of that dude. I don't know nuclear fallout. Trying to find rationale where there is none. Um, one, another one of the games I always remember spending many nights playing when I was a little kid was uh, Streets of Rage Two. Oh, Streets classic! Rage, yes. Oh. Yep. Grab the paw. Oh my god! Like. I remember I downloaded like an emulator for that game. Like whenever, if I can find an emulator for that game, I download it and just I play the shit out of it. Just such a great game. So it's one of those games. Like if I would hope to God they remade it with like today's graphics. Yeah. Have it be like kind of like uh, Arkham Knight or even like um, Sleeping Dogs, where it's like that type of fighting style and just oh, dude, it'd be so great if they remade that game. That would be that would actually be really cool. Like yeah, like Arkham, but you have the multiplayer in there built in, so it's like you and your buddies going through, tag teaming, just taking down dudes. That'd be great. You guys should It'd check out that uh, online multiplayer. Double Dragon, yeah. Double Dragon Neon. Oh, I heard about that. Old. Yeah. Oh my god. It's first of all, the music is off the chain. It's it's completely amazing. Um, it's like ultra eighties, like fantastic, and it's it's the same thing. It's two dudes trying to save one dude's girlfriend. Nice. And kicking ass and taking names. Same shit, but in 3D with some really sweet-looking cell shade graphics. Hell yeah. Um, you got to get that side-scrolling punch-up fit, you know, yeah. fix. Uh, before we wrap up, too, just want to mention... Actually, it kind of goes into another one of my childhood things. Uh, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. Fucking classic. Yeah. Remember oh. spending countless hours on... I didn't play, get into Majora's Mask as much as a kid, but uh, Ocarina of Time, I remember spending countless hours in there trying to get the Begoron sword, trying to do all the challenges, you know, getting Epona, going through each level so carefully and trying to figure out the secrets. 100 gold skull tools. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I still don't know if I ever did that. Oh Probably God. not. I, I don't even count Zelda as nostalgia anymore. I play through those games at least once a year. <laughs> nice. Uh, but then, Casey, you'll be happy to know that today... When we're recording this, which is the 21st, is actually the 30th anniversary of Legend of Zelda. <laughs> I did it. 
I do think. No, don't don't go for it. I hear you going. For it. Damn it, they did it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, thirty fucking years. Like that's another Man. game too. The original. I remember my cousins. Like I have cousins that are like quite a bit older than me. Um, and actually, one of their kids watches you uh, stream every once in a while, Serge, and all of that. But I remember him being like his dad being like, "Yeah, you can't play this Zelda game. It's it's too much, too much for you." I'd be like, "You know what you're talking about? I could play it." And then I play it. I was like, "I don't know what I'm doing." <laughs> <laughs> You know what 30 years of Zelda means, right? What does that mean? I mean, it's been five years since I had to play that fucking shit show that was Skyward Sword. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Thanks, Nintendo. I know. I know. I often wondered, like, some of those video games, like, who, especially in the beginning, who were they designed and created for? That's you know? a good question. I don't know if they had that kind of mentality at that in point. In mind. Like, they just wanted to make a video. Yeah, I just wanted to make a video game. Because, like, if you think about it, games like... Legend of Zelda, or just any like those first original games that came out for those systems, they were like Castle Castlevania for one. Like they were like hard as fuck. Sure. Castlevania so, is an exercise in how sadistic a game can be. Uh, well, Castlevania, yeah, Castlevania. Yeah, oh, no, no, not not Castlevania. Metroid. Metroid is a prime example uh, of someone who there. hates you. Anyone else, <laughs> else catch that? Anyone? Anyone? Uh, no? Metroid Prime. No. Oh, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I see. I caught that. I see. But yeah, Met- but Metroid is like a prime example of like a game that's trying to kill you because you could die just by a pixel. You know, like not landing correctly on a fucking ledge and your whole life is ruined. Yeah, that and game took so much skill to play. Like it's so dope. Again, and like you can't be a five or six year old playing it unless you're fucking amazing. You had to be at least like twelve or thirteen to play it to understand it and know how to survive. But it just makes me wonder, like, who do they make these games for? Like, now we know what games are made for who. But back in those days, like... I mean, that's that's why most games came with an instruction manual and didn't have a tutorial section. You had to kind of learn what it was about and who it was for by just diving in. Right. I don't yeah. even really think the developers knew what they were doing half the time. They're kind of like, hey, I want to make this thing. Like, Zelda is almost like an exercise in, well, text-based adventure games like Zork are pretty cool. But what if we had it where it's just a guy walking around instead of words? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Kids That's today logic. Kids today will never know the uh, pain of seeing the game over screen. Kids today will never know the joy of like a true split screen game. Or a continue countdown. Or a continue countdown. Or the yeah, like cuz before it'd be like all right, Greg, like, you know, wrap it up. Like you got to go to bed. It's like fucking an absurd amount of time for you to be awake right now. It's like, "Oh, mom, but like, you know, this is totally my last guy." And you forget you have that continue. Do you think kids still use the excuse I can't pause? Hmm. Oh, they That's a that's a that's a classic from from way back. They got it at this point cuz nothing you could pause anymore, not really for playing online. There's no pausing that. Yeah. So it's probably more... That excuse is more... There's no crying in MMOs. <laughs> what are you thinking? Uh, no, that, that excuse is more relevant now than it's ever been. You know, you can't pause it. But um, I don't know. It's just like there's so many things that you like think about. Like, you know, Saturday morning cartoons. Uh, the continues. Knowing that you... Or the frustration when... You have to play that same, that go all the way back to that first fucking level, even though you've gotten to level five because you ran out of lives. But then the joy and the of sense of accomplishment when you beat the game. 
And you don't care that the only thing you get out of it is that whole, thank you for rescuing me, Mario. The day is saved. Yeah. <laughs> I still would have loved if the original Mario game ended with our princesses in another castle. And that was just That would it. be something. <laughs> That'd be a giant Depending on which one you play, you get, thank you, Mario. Press B to select stage. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people forget that. Yeah. There's no real ending end for Mario. No. Uh, but in any case, search. we're at time. Taking kisses. Yeah, speaking of ending, ending, it's all the time we have for today, everyone. Tune in Thursday at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time for the Bad Cody Funky Podcast. We'll be talking about Pokemon 20th Anniversary. It's going to be a good one. Catch us on iTunes and SoundCloud for you Android users. Make sure to tune in twitch.tv slash badcootyfunky on Thursday for the Bad Cody Funky Podcast. Until next time, see you guys later.